AM 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments program. Hi, I'm Gary Duncan, your host of the program, and it's time for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Now, this week, our readings were Numbers 22 to 36, and we continue basically the history of Israel in the early days. In this book, the people of Israel keep testing God's patience, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's history of Israel before they come into the promised land, and, and even just as they come into it. Now, after those 40 years in the wilderness, and you're exactly right, grumbling, testing God's patience, uh, just as we saw in earlier chapters, and guess what? That's that's pretty much what the whole Bible <laughs> is about in some ways. Is that all we do is grumble? <laughs> it's people grumbling, testing God's patience, sinning against Him, uh, but again and again, Him calling people to repentance, people turning to Him, seeking forgiveness, and, and God extending that forgiveness and restoration, especially in Jesus Christ. But, yeah. but you're right, Gary. Something's never changed, right? Right. There's consequences in all the grumbling, uh, isn't there? There is, yeah. And in in our own lives, we see that in certain ways. Uh, Sometimes uh, we are the ones who cause our own problems by our sin and disobeying God. Uh, Sometimes uh, there's discipline that comes from the Lord. Uh, But here in the scriptures, we see revealed to us then specifically what's going on at at some points here. Uh, I think of the, the serpents that we talked about this last week and that bronze serpent that was put up. Really, the veil's kind of drawn back a little bit. We see what God is doing here in sending things like fiery serpents and then the deliverance he gives to uh, through through means like that bronze serpent. And certainly then, as we made that connection last week, through the cross itself of Jesus as he's lifted up. This week, Gary, I thought a big part of our reading from this section in the book of Numbers has to do with this guy named Balaam. He's the one with the talking donkey. So uh, people probably are a little familiar with that account. Uh, Sometimes we cover that one in Sunday school even. Uh, But there's quite a bit of time spent on this guy. But even though there's a few chapters on him, even still, there's not a whole lot we know about him. He's kind of this mysterious figure. Uh, We don't know his nationality. It seems like he follows God, but yet he also worships pagan gods too. Um, It seems like he's maybe trying to do the Lord's will, but he's also trying to make some money too from this King Balak uh, of Moab. We see that in chapters 22, 23, and then and even a little of what follows too. So it's this kind of strange figure by the name of, of Balaam. The main part of this account, kind of the, the famous part with the donkey, uh, the lead up to that is a Balak king of Moab. He's scared of Israel. The Israelites are coming. They're a great mass. They've already defeated some other kings like Og. <laughs> what a name, Og, OG. <laughs> and now he wants Balaam to curse the Israelites. That's his request, to curse the Israelites. And uh, Balaam finally agrees to do that. It's kind of an interesting uh, agreement here. It seems like he's maybe trying to obey God, but he's also trying to maybe make some money too. Again, Balaam's an interesting character. Uh, But he's on this donkey uh, going to to curse Israel, and this donkey sees this angel in the way with with a sword drawn, and the, the donkey stops, won't go any further. The donkey's no fool, but Balaam doesn't see this angel, and so he he strikes the donkey, starts to beat his donkey. 
Uh, well, then second time, uh, Angel appears again. Uh, this time, the, the donkey tries to get out of the way, pushes Balaam's foot up against the wall. He hits the donkey again. A third time, the angel appears, and it, it even says the angel of the Lord, all right? right. So uh, the angel of the Lord appears, and it's this narrow way in the road. There's nowhere for the donkey to turn this time, so it just lays down. That's all it can do. And Balaam hits the donkey again. And then finally, the Lord opens up the donkey's mouth and allows this donkey to talk. Could and, you imagine that? No, I can't. <laughs> How shocked would you be uh, if all of a sudden the donkey you were on started talking to you? I know. I know. It's, it's a crazy account. And, and yet... I, you know, how can that be? Well, God is the one, when if we think about it, that created the donkey, that created all the donkeys on the right. face of the earth. Uh, God's the one who's given us mouths, given them mouths. And so if he wants to allow a donkey to talk, well, God can do it. He's the, he's the creator. He's God Almighty. But still, yeah, I would be taken a little back, Gary, more than a little. Probably fall off the donkey in, in shock and surprise. Right. But, and the good thing was the donkey was laying down so you wouldn't have to fall very far. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one plus in this account, I guess. But just real quick, I was going to read the dialogue between Balaam and the donkey here, because uh, okay. I think it's an interesting one. So in, in chapter 22, here, here it goes. The Lord opens the mouth of the donkey there in verse 28 and says, what have I done to you that you struck me these three times? And Balaam says to the donkey, because you have made me a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. The donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And then Balaam says, no. <laughs> so so I, th I think it's funny because it's, they have this conversation almost without missing a beat as if, mm -hmm. oh, you know, this happens all the time, which it certainly doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Balaam doesn't seem that surprised. And then finally, what I think is even funnier is they start to get in this argument and, and, and look who's winning the argument. <laughs> Right. It's not Balaam, it's the donkey. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, then finally the Lord opens up the eyes of Balaam. He sees the angel of the Lord standing there with a sword in hand, and, and Balaam realizes, whoa, I've made a mistake. Um, and he gets down off the donkey, bows to the ground, and finally admits, I've sinned. Uh, so he comes to mm -hmm. repentance too. And then what follows are these oracles that Balaam makes. And instead of cursing Israel like the king of Moab expected, Balaam ends up blessing Israel. And the, to the king's consternation and frustration, he blesses Israel and speaks that word of the Lord. Uh, in the end. So kind of an interesting account, Balaam and his donkey, and uh, it takes up a pretty good portion of these chapters in the book of Numbers. Right. One more connection point for our, our hearers, Gary, okay. I think uh, is just the, the importance of the word of the Lord, uh, whether that word is spoken uh, here on KFUO radio worldwide, uh, whether it's a donkey speaking it, whether it's a pastor speaking it, uh, a parent speaking it, whatever the case is, uh, the word of the Lord and its power and its importance. Uh, no matter who the mouthpiece is. And then I think uh, just that power that that word has. Uh, here in Balaam's case, it brings about repentance. He says, I have sinned. The word does the same thing for us. It brings right. us to repentance, but also for us too, uh, that word of gospel that shows us our Savior so that we know that we have the forgiveness of sins as we come in that repentance, uh, turning to Christ. So yeah, the importance mm -hmm. of the word of the Lord, whether spoken by a donkey or, or by guys like us, Gary, uh, God's word, uh, works and it's important. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier in our conversation about the consequences of uh, grumbling yes. or, or not not you know following God's word, and ultimately that consequence was the death of Christ. 
Yeah, exactly. That that God, put, the Father, puts that consequence ultimately not on us where it belongs. No, we deserve death and damnation, but he puts that death and our sin on Jesus. He bears the consequence of the cross. Uh, he takes away the sins, not just of us, but of the whole world. Yeah, that's a great point, Gary. Yeah. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we look at this account of, of Balaam and the donkey. And we recognize that you are maker of the heavens and the earth, uh, donkeys and people. Lord, you're also the one who shares with us your holy word. Uh, give us ears to hear that word. Bring us to repentance where needed. Uh, and also, Lord, uh, give us comfort in that sweet, sweet message of the gospel itself. That you put those consequences of our sin on your dear son so that we might be forgiven in him. Help us rejoice in that always, Lord. In your son's name, amen. Amen. And what do we read next week? So next week, we're going to pick up with the book of Deuteronomy. We're just reading uh, chapters one through six. So uh, a some long chapters, but uh, fewer than what we usually do. So get started with Deuteronomy chapters one through six. Okay. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, you bet, Gary. Take care. Look forward to talking to you next week. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our talk programs, including this segment, wherever you get your podcast.